What's up everyone, my name is King Nicole Lynn and this is a documented exploration of forward and freeing feelings for feminine energy from the lens of an artist, AKA the F word. Now keep in mind, I'm a music artist who is simply active in her life as well as her spiritual journey. And the purpose of these episodes are to bring a positive light to feminine energy in hopes of rebalancing the dynamics between masculine and feminine energy for an overall better world. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Okay, okay. Listen to me, baby. Listen to me, baby. All right, all right. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Okay, okay. All right, all right, okay, okay, listen to me, baby, listen to me, baby. All right, welcome to season two, episode two. I've been seeing twos lately, I've got to be honest. And we are in the book, The Great Cosmic Mother. See, last week we talked about uh, the first chapter. We just talked about the primary sex of all life in the world being female. So uh, the default of humanity is not male. And, you know, we should really stop thinking that way because it's just not true, um, according to science. And um, so now I'm moving on in the book. Um, and you want to check out chapter two. I, I did go through chapter two, of course. Um, it's called Marx and the Matriarchy. Um, and, and it talks about the findings of Friedrich en Engels. Friedrich. Um, Friedrich and Nietzsche was, uh, I actually wrote a song about one of his quotes. Just the name rings a bell. Um, and Karl Marx, of course, basing matriarchal society as primary all over the world. Lots of reasons, including um, bloodlines only being carried by women because she was the only sure parent. But there, there are lots more reasons. The reason that I'm having you go ahead and... Um, do your own reading on this chapter is because truth be told, I'm really tired of things being valid only after white men uh, say them. So in light of the fact that a lot of white men in history were simply painted over black men and taught to us as white men, and it's still happening, literally Michael Jackson has been played by a white man, um, I'm just going to allow you to go ahead and do your own research and look into that one. Um, it's, a, it's all right, chapter. I wouldn't have put it at number two, though. would have uh, kind of put it as, as notes in the glossary. Moving on, chapter three, the original black mother. So I'm going to go ahead and start <laughs> chapter three. This is my podcast, okay? I'm going to start chapter three. Um... Paragraph two, we got a third two in there. Um, so here it goes. Great importance has always been given to the queen mother across the continent of Africa. The original black goddess was regarded as bisexual, the instrument of her own fertility. She was the ancient witch, 
who carried a snake in her belly. Africans worshipped her many manifestations. The creator of the gods of Dahomey, for example, was Mawalisa, imagined as a serpent. Mawalisa was both male and female. It's interesting because the book reads both female and male, and yet I am so conditioned to even read it, <laughs> you know, the other way. But uh, it, it, Mawalisa was both female and male, self-fertilizing, seen as the earth and the rainbow. Africans believed that the earth is ultimately more powerful than the sky and its gods. I got to stop there when it says Africans believed because Africa is uh, not a country. All right. So um, I, I feel like people who may be slightly interested in my um, words and my platform are, are people of color. Um, however, for those who are not, that's an easy trap to slip into because of just how we've been taught. Uh, side note, we've also kind of like just verbiage wise, and I'm not, you know, I'm going to stop saying we, I'm going to say what I've experienced is like when we talk about people in Africa or, or American Indians, we'll say tribes and then we'll say, you know, settlers or colonizers were like, uh, civilized or civilizations, which is tribe is, is, um, there's a connotation behind the word tribe of just being, uh, what's wolf third world, barbaric, uncivilized, untaught, just not in tune with the ways of, of creation. Um, and, and it's just not true at all. It's not even, it's not even a piece of the truth. And it's so funny how the spells of words have been used to um, kill us, mainly to cause us not to co-create. But I, I'm going to digress. I think I've digressed like 5,000 times since I started this podcast. I, 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 I digress. No. Okay. Okay. Um, Africans believed that the earth <laughs> is ultimately more powerful than the sky and its gods. The sky can withhold rain, but earth is the source of the life force itself. The Gaia hypothesis of modern environmental science confirms this ancient concept. The sky, with all its dramatic life-giving movement, is in fact created by the earth. The envelope of air and moisture surrounding us is really the earth's breathing. As in the ancient African beliefs, the sky gods are creations of the mother earth. She breathes them out and can breathe them back in again. Great work needs to be done in the study of indigenous African mythologies and religious beliefs, especially in linking these with the development of other world religions. Now that part is so... Um, just unspoken because we're in a time now where everyone is speaking of, you know, their injustices and their plights and, um, what would happen if we were to just root everything back to, uh, original people, original place, original beliefs, you know, why are there depictions of mermaids and dragons all over the world? Is it because they actually existed all over the world? Or is it because they came from one place? 
even um, when I started reading uh, The Queen Mother Across the Continent of Africa. That reminds me of something um, I read when I was a Christian, um, uh, roughly um, quoted, they still worship the queen of the sky or, or something of the, to that sort. Um, there is the queen of heaven. Yeah, she was mentioned in the Bible. I think that, that, that was pretty interesting as well. Um, but moving on. For just as physical humankind probably began in Africa, it's more than a probability, but okay. And see, that I take even words with, uh, that, that I'm reading with a grain of salt. Um, but there are pieces out there that everyone has, and when you put them together, you can actually see an overall um, beautiful picture. Uh, so no doubt did our concepts and images of the sacred or originate there. So no doubt did our concepts and images of the sacred originate there. One black historian who has investigated the African origins of Egyptian, Mediterranean, and Near Eastern religions, including Christianity, oh, interesting, that I um, went ahead and mentioned her, Queen of, Queen of Heaven, is John G. Jackson. Though his 1972 work on the African origins of the word culture is titled Man, God, and Civilization. I can't believe that our mothers and our grandmothers and all of us just accepted this language and never questioned it. I questioned it as a child, but I was told, well, that includes everybody. It does not include me. And it purposefully does not include me. It's not even like innate to say that humankind is man and created by man and came from it. It's not even a natural thing to say that. There's nothing um, true about that in any way when it comes to God, whoever God, whatever God you worship, because if you're going to say you worship a Christian God or a uh, Muslim God and um, put women as secondary, you just would have to come to terms with the fact that this God is an offset of an original God, which was female. And self, um, fertilizing and go back and listen to the first podcast of this season where, um, chromosomes were actually complete within female, but I'm going to go ahead and, um, continue. It's not much, not much longer though. Um, he did fully acknowledge, he fully acknowledges, this researcher, that the, the, the matriarchal origins and influences of African society. He quotes Louis H. Morgan, Sir James G. Frazier, and Robert Rafault, and points out that their investigations of early group marriage and also of the primacy of lunar-based religions, that's... Women invented math, by the way. Throughout, well, <laughs> women started counting first. We'll say that because math is just not something you can create. It's there. It's to, there to be discovered. Um, Lunar-based religions throughout the world are confirmed as by early African 
um, matrifocal cultures, okay? And I want to go ahead and just read this last part too. Not only the royal families of Egypt were matriarchal, but also all the common people. And I'm, that's going to be my uh, reading for you this evening. So, what does this say to me? What does it say as I continue this um, discovery, this journey that I'm sharing with you? Um, it confirms a lot from childhood, a lot of feelings and questions that I've had that were never answered or were never directly um, contributed to. Um, yes, there's a lot of confirmation here. Um, however, if you are, let's just say you are a black man and you are um, conscious and aware of the injustices that black men face, not just in daily life, but in um, history. <laughs> Even the word history is sexist. It's not just his story, right? But everything you see around you is not created for you, and it's not created for you to succeed. In fact, the things that you know are meant for you to fail, okay? That is how I have felt, and I hope that I will find um, like-minded black women as well. That's how I felt all my life, even within the black community, that I am irrelevant because of the body that I'm in. And I've said this before, and I was attacked for it before. Well, not physically attacked, but verbally attacked, specifically only by black men. Um, but sexism is just as deep as racism, and black women have them both. Okay? So, as we unravel the stories of black people in history that were covered up, down to uh, the black slave that single-handedly um, was able to uh, make vanilla beans and create tons of wealth for the vanilla bean industry in this country, amount a, a, masses of wealth, and never got the credit. Just as just that, and that's just a small thing. Just as we uncover all of these things <laughs> about history of dark people, dark um, men, I am also in uncovering all of the fact, all of the things that men, even dark men, have covered over women, have taken from women, ideas and societies and, and religions were built around women, and not in a way where you you are a woman and this is just innately how you are, how you feel, what you do. You're, you're a woman, so let's go ahead and dismiss your humanity, your humanity and just say something is your nature, right? It's, it's not in a way where women were unaware. 
That's what I'm trying to say. Because a lot of men who um, have talked to me about where they think their place of, of women is in the world have alluded to this idea that we are for function. And not as complex and as faceted and as full of purpose and led by divine and capable of being alone and still having value. We are. I don't understand how a lot of the black men that I have experienced this with can experience this hatred, this, this stripping of humanity from uh, racist white people and then turn around and do it to black women. But I've, I've stopped trying to understand, to be quite honest. Um, this is not a rant against black men. I know, actually, some of my most um, vocal and supportive listeners are black men. That's, that's my top demographic. Um, because black women really support the patriarchy as much as well. It's, it's beyond me. <laughs> I don't believe in a patriarchy or a matriarch. Honestly. I believe in a balance. And I believe in a balance because it's evident. It's evident every single day. Nature is a balance. And nature has been doing well. <laughs> We've really been mind-fucked. If you want a glance of the truth, your best bet is to turn it completely upside down. Whereas we grew up thinking that the top of the value totem pole is a white man. It's actually a black woman, not a black man. Yeah. Interesting. Yeshua, or Yahweh Shai, even that name sounds feminine. May even be a woman. There is so much to unpack. Um, but the one consistency I've seen when looking at um, various African beliefs is a duality. There's always a male counterpart or a female counterpart that's brought in, or there is a um, genderless deity, genderless energy in that place, in that structure. I can't make anybody care as much as I do. But I know that rebalancing will actually change just how we approach life and it, that change is a positive change I don't think it's something that's going to solve all the problems in the world but feminine energy matters feminine energy is something that we cannot um, 
disrespect any longer. One of the ways I believe is very important for women um, to build their feminine energy, not just women, men as well, and dominant feminine energies, is to build an altar, practice your spirituality. Seriously. Because the lockdown, masculine um, jail of a structure that is intended for us in the near future will only succeed when it has our magic behind it. It only has our magic if we're not practicing it. So, in this season, I have not decided to, you know, leave you with music. You can check that out if you want to. I found very, I found out very quickly that some people are really interested in just the podcast and some people are just interested in, you know, the music. And, you know, they don't really want to hear all that. So, um, check out my website and... Um, Do comment on what your thoughts of the excerpt I read from chapter three are. Do you even, is it even like fathomable? (laughs) Is that a word, fathomable? (laughs) To, you know, see the world as being matriarchal when everywhere we go, women are are constantly belittled, um, hurt, raped, killed, and overpowered just by speaking like this? Um, Is it even, you know, possible that this world actually considered women important for more than male gain or children gain? Comment comment that. I really want to hear what you have to say. Um... Also, do comment below some uh, people that you would like for me to have on. I'm going to start bringing some guests on with different ideas than me. um, So that way we can sharpen each other. Um, Not really sure about debating or anything like that yet. I don't think I'll, I'll, you know, I don't want this to be that type of space. But yeah. Um, any suggestions, comments below, and I look forward to seeing you on my next podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into The F Word. <laughs>